0: From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. Congress certainly had good intentions when it created the Conservation Easement Program 40 years ago. The program was meant to encourage people to donate lands to conservation groups, and as an incentive, the landowners could deduct the value of their donation off of their taxes, just like if you gave some used clothes to a charity. Sounds great, but the problem is, it can be easy to inflate the value of donated real estate. And that's where we get into the problem. It's created what some say is essentially a totally legal tax shelter for wealthy individuals. Some in Congress aren't too happy about this, and there's legislation moving on Capitol Hill that would aim to close this easement loophole. In a bit, we'll be hearing from the congressman, who is one of the prime sponsors of that legislation. But first, let's make sure we're all fully on the same page about how these tax schemes work. Bloomberg tax reporters Richard Zuhl and Koustuv Basu spoke with Tabitha Peavy, an attorney advisor at NYU's Tax Law Center and previously a senior associate at the law firm Venable. Tabitha explained for us how all this works and how it's possible that someone can drastically reduce their taxes with a charitable deduction.
1: So deductions in and of themselves aren't profitable. If I give a dollar to charity and I deduct a dollar, yes, I've saved 37 cents, assuming a high marginal tax rate of 37%, but I'm still down 63 cents, right? So deductions, even in the easement world, should act the same. They're not inherently profitable. What syndicated conservation easement transactions are doing is they are inflating the value of land to create very, very large charitable deductions. And a very simple example of a syndicated conservation easement is you get 10 investors to all put in $100,000 into an LLC for the LLC to purchase a $1 million parcel of land, right? And the promise is, is, hey, if you invest in this LLC and we purchase this million-dollar parcel of land, you will get a return of at least four times, sometimes more of what you put in. Then the LLC goes out, donates a conservation easement to a conservation organization, gets a friendly appraiser that says, hey, that land was actually worth $20 million, you know, because you forewent all of these developmental rights. It was actually worth $20 million. Now, because it's a pass-through entity, that 20 million charitable deduction passes through to all of the investors, the 10 investors, and they all get a $2 million deduction against their income tax. And all it cost them was $100,000. Now this sounds great, but the issue is that it's based on faulty appraisals and the LLC and the promoters aren't the ones paying this investment out. It's the federal government and the public in the form of far gone tax revenue. And so that's where a lot of the ickiness around these syndicated conservation easements come from, is that they are inherently unfair because people are skirting their tax obligations by buying into these transactions where they get hyperinflated charitable deductions.
2: So uh, what has the IRS said about these syndicated easements? They did publish a notice at the end of 2016, and then then they have gone after some of these deals in tax court.
1: Yeah, so the end of 2016, what the IRS did was they published that notice that says that these syndicated conservation easements are now what we call listed transactions. Listed transactions require heightened disclosure. So anybody engaging in a listed transaction, promoting a listed transaction, um, has to disclose that to the IRS. And there are heightened penalties for failing to disclose. Um, That approach has put the IRS on notice of several more syndicated conservation easements, which has been great. And then they've also been challenging these conservation easements in audits and in court, as you mentioned, Stu, pretty aggressively since then.
3: The syndicated conservation industry says they are helping conserve land. Uh, Meanwhile, a Senate finance investigation called them tax shelters. Um, Are these still still ongoing with frequency and what do you see happening in the future?
1: So I think I think the promoters of syndicated conservation easements, you know, they are they are conserving land in some respect. And they've probably gotten people to buy into conservation easements that wouldn't have previously. Um, The issue is, is that they are marketed as pure tax shelters. They, they do say, hey, for every dollar you invest, you'll get $4 of a deduction back, right? They're really creating an environment of uneasiness around conservation easements as a whole. Not all conservation easements are abusive. There are generally genuinely people out there who are making these donations for the public benefit. And when Congress enacted the conservation easement deduction, it was an exception to their general rules that said you can't get a deduction for partial interest. It was an exception because they believed in the power of conserving our natural resources and natural habitats and scenic you know, beauty for, for the public benefit. Um, and they wanted to create these rules in a way that they wouldn't be able or available for a lot of abuse, which is why if you look at the conservation easement regulations and rules, there are pretty technical. Um, but the syndicated conservation easements are a threat to actual genuine people who are making real donations of conservation easements because they're giving the whole thing a pretty bad name.
2: So there's a bill in Congress to curb these deals. It's been kicking around for almost five years. Uh, (laughs) Would legislation be an effective way of stopping these transactions?
1: So I think you're talking about Senator Daines's bill. And I think that bill is effective in that it completely disallows the deduction for these syndicated conservation easements if they're going to be two and a half times larger than the initial investment. And that two and a half times number is important because it's essentially the break even point for that investor. There is a three year holding period, however. And while this bill is going to do a really good job of stopping immediately the most egregious forms of syndicated conservation easements, the ones that buy property and then a year later donate it for multiples times what it's worth, um, really, really high income individuals, individuals who make most of their earnings from appreciation on assets that can afford to wait out the holding period will still be able to benefit from inflated charitable um, deductions with their conservation easements because they'll be able to wait out three years because they can afford when to recognize gain. And that's not something the average American has available to them.
0: That was Tabitha Peavy with NYU's Tax Law Center. You heard her mention a bill from Senator Steve Daines, a Republican from Montana. Well, there's a slightly different version of that bill in the House, and it's sponsored by Mike Thompson, a Democrat from Northern California who sits on the Ways and Means Committee. He's been struggling to plug this hole in the tax code for years, but he thinks this might be the year because his bill can be used as a, quote, pay for or something that raises tax revenue and that can offset spending elsewhere in a big legislative package. Richard Nkowski spoke with Congressman Thompson about this issue, and they asked him why has he not been able to get his legislation across the finish line yet?
4: To put it simply, we've got a math problem. You know, we need a requisite number of votes to, to get bills passed. It's been tied up in the Senate. Uh, now, some good news. Uh, we got the Senate Companion Bill uh, passed by the Senate Finance Committee. So this is the most progress that has been made since the introduction of my bill. But, um, we've got, we've got a ways to go. Uh, The fact of the matter is there are, uh, some folks out there who are taking advantage of the law and taking advantage of taxpayers. And, uh, they're involved in, uh, what I think are some, uh, pretty despicable practices. Uh, whereby uh, they're making a small investment and getting a huge return that I don't believe they're entitled to. Uh, my bill would uh, would fix that. As a matter of fact, the the Senate companion bill, although not as uh, good as my bill, that would fix it too. That would just the Senate bill would fix it going forward. My bill would uh, would be retroactive
3: as you said this has been the most progress seen so far when it comes to addressing this matter um with that said however um, as you alluded to there's a long history of uh legislation getting stalled uh specifically it being yanked twice from big legislative vehicles uh what are the prospects for the bill this time around do you think well i i'm you know i'm i'm optimistic uh it needs to be done it's the it's
4: it's the right thing to do it's good public policy it most certainly corrects a problem that uh, I don't think there's a taxpayer in the country other than the people that are fleecing the system uh, that would think the existing law uh, and existing practices uh, are appropriate. So um, I I think we're teed up for success on this. It's, uh, as you know, the Senate uh, provisions are being used to pay for uh, a bill that the Senate has. um, And and if if that comes over to the house I'm assuming we reconcile that in a conference committee uh, with the uh, similar retirement bill that was passed out of the house and the good news is uh, the pay for is something that has uh, been approved by both the house and the Senate so if we if we proceed in uh, that manner uh I'm, I'm pretty confident it will be passed uh, the other uh there are other options out there there are a number of things that uh, both the Senate and the House want to do uh, that need to be paid for. And uh, you know, if you use my version of the bill, it's a twelve billion dollar pay for. If you use the Senate version of the bill, it's you know seven uh, and change uh, billion uh, dollar pay for.
2: So congressman, what uh, what kind of harm is this activity doing to other kinds of conservation easements? Uh, some call them legitimate conservation. Uh, what are you hearing from the land trusts in California?
4: Well, um, anyone who is legitimately dealing with conservation easements knows that the practices uh, that these folks are engaged in are inappropriate. Uh, they're, they're certainly legal, uh, sadly, uh, but we need to fix that. We need to make sure they can't do this. And it, it, as, as we all know, uh, there are people out there that would take advantage of, uh, of any program if it meant would put more money in their pockets. And, and that's what these folks are doing. They're able to invest a little bit of money and then get up to 10 times, uh, the investment amount in, uh, in, in returns. And it, it may be a good business practice, but you know, at, at best, it's unethical and, uh, and it needs to stop. And, and, uh, folks in, involved in legitimate, uh, uh,
3: Conservation easement uh, business know this, and they support our bill. So there's been a tremendous amount of money spent to stop this legislation—about 11 million dollars in lobbying money. What can you do to be successful this time around? Well, as you know, I didn't get any of that 11 million. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh, the uh, the folks
4: who were who are uh, reaping the benefit of these uh, ill-gotten gains uh, are are the ones that are spreading this money around and they're uh, trying to curry favor uh, with uh, members of Congress in in both the House uh, and in the Senate. Uh, The fact that uh, this bill is passed, the Senate Finance Committee uh, tells me that we've got good momentum on our side
2: Um, Congressman, you mentioned the Senate version of the bill that was passed by Senate Finance some weeks ago. Now, that bill is prospective, meaning that, you know, people who took part in these deals don't have to go back and, you know, give back uh, money to the Treasury. How do you feel about that? Because you've been passionate about the retroactive part of it.
4: Well, I I feel I can give you four billion reasons uh why um, my bill's better uh you know that's uh, you know this is the Senate bill is about uh, I think it's uh 7.8 uh, uh billion mines 12 point something and, and so there's a big financial difference uh but I I would prefer to go back and and uh and and get this money back that these guys uh, uh got by taking advantage of this program you know treasury has been real clear on this from the beginning that uh, what they're doing is not the intent of the law and uh, i think they've had every warning and not a single one of them has stopped they continue to fleece the taxpayers and uh and uh, laugh all the way to the bank
2: yeah, I was talking with Senate finance chairman Ron Wyden about the prospective part of this new bill, and he said we need the votes. So <laughs> there you have it. Um
4: well, yeah, as you know, Stu, that is the uh that that's the number one uh rule. Uh you know, you, you can you can write the best public policy, but if you don't have the votes to pass it, it's all for naught. So um it appears that the only way we're gonna get the Senate to pass this bill is if we do it prospectively uh, i think that's uh, i think that's sad commentary uh, but it is uh, it's the reality that we're living with
0: that was congressman mike thompson speaking with bloomberg tax reporters kaustuf basu and richard zuhl and that's it for today talking tax you can find up to the minute news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website news.bloombergtax.com that website once again is news.bloombergtax.com Today's Talking Tax is produced by myself, David Schultz, Patrick Ambrosio, and Jeff Harrington are our editors, and our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thank you so much for listening. In a global tax landscape that changes by the day, it's what you don't know that can leave you exposed. At Bloomberg Tax, we provide market-leading intelligence and practical applications to help tax professionals work smarter, faster, and more accurately. Our solutions provide the insights you need for game-changing outcomes. To revolutionize your performance in real time, the difference is Bloomberg Tax. Learn more at pro.bloombergtax.com.